I am a frayed and nibbled survivor in a fallen world, and I'm getting along. I'm aging and eaten, and have done my share of eating, too. I'm not washed and beautiful, in control of a shining world in which everything fits, but instead am wandering awed about on a splintered wreck I've come to care for, whose gnawed trees breathe a delicate air, whose bloodied and scarred creatures are my dearest companions, and whose beauty shines not in its imperfections, but overwhelmingly in spite of them. From Annie Dillard. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanaja Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for March 9th to 16th, 2018, and it's the last quarter of the worm moon. And here are some natural events. The frost is out of the ground, though we're not too surprised to get a big snow in mid-March as we did this past week. The roads are posted and the brooks and streams are chattering and roaring over the rocks, singing joyous hymns of relief from their icy prison. The blustery winds sweep winter's dust and debris in swirling clouds across the fields into the woods. The sun is above the treetops and nearly blinding on a cloudless midday. Bones long chilled crave warmth, and skin long covered yearns for the sunshine. Dogs and cats rest on the sunny side of the house. Children shriek and run at recess, and the elders sit in the sun in the afternoon. Buds on trees and shrubs swell silver on a warm day and then shrink tight at night. Of course, we know the snow could come again, but old man winter's back has been broken, as the old farmer's almanac bluntly puts it, and his days are numbered around here. Here's a mountain report. The woods of Awanajo are still decorated with slowly melting snow and ice, but the open fields were clear. Coming down over the high fields, I could feel the soft body of the real live earth giving underfoot with each step, unpaved, unplowed, unsprayed, no flat surfaces, no straight lines, no sharp corners, no human designs, simply the wild old earth left to its wild self. The buff stubble underfoot, the white and red withes of birch and cherry, the dried stalks of goldenrod rattling in the wind, the smell of wet living earth, and the sun flashing on the cold bay, all work together to untie some monumental knots in my heart, to untangle veins and sinews, and send the singing sparks of life coursing freely through my winter-weary frame again. And here's a rank opinion. We criticize the young for spending so much time in cyberspace, and yet we spend most of the time in entirely human-engineered spaces ourselves. Rarely do we venture out to the original wild places, still abiding as they were when the world was young. We spend our days and nights 
surrounded by human-made gadgets amid colors and shapes and textures not found in nature, seeing nothing but human signs and symbols, hearing nothing but human sounds. In every direction, as far as the eye can see, 40,000 millennia of innate wisdom and successful survival walk, crawl, swim, fly, or just stand still and proud outside, while we, we sit inside our little man-made boxes, babbling about thinking outside the box. Here's another rank opinion. We, the people, complain a lot about the government, and your commentator is as guilty as anyone. But it's good to remember that the government comes right down to our neighbors, and they're doing a remarkable job altogether. It certainly wasn't the worst winter on record, but when the snow and ice came, the road commissioner and his crew kept the roads clear and safe, tax dollars well spent. Our neighbors who deliver the mail free to our roadside for the United States Postal Service came through day after day, regardless of nasty conditions. Our schools kept going through it all, the school board, and turned out some great students and artists and athletes. The selectmen and the planning board and the tree warden and so many others gave of their time and talents, some for a pittance, some for free, to keep our towns operating through the winter. And now spring is near. So next time, before you complain about the government, Remember, it might be your neighbor. Finally, a couple of seed pods to carry around with you. The first from Tao Te Ching, 600 B.C. Governing a great nation is like cooking a small fish. Too much handling will spoil it. And from Herbert Hoover, 1874 to 1964. When there is a lack of honor in government, the morals of the whole people are poisoned. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>